Gasoline shortages and cars lined up at the pump. Disappointing jobs numbers and rising inflation. A harbinger for summer 2021? Is the robust economic bounce back stalling? Or was April's slowing of the economy just a momentary blip? Joining us to provide some insights on what to expect is Financial Issues National TV and radio host Dan Celia. Dan, it's always good to see you. So first I've got to ask, what's going on with gasoline prices and these fuel shortages? Americans are paying about a dollar more on average per gallon than they did one year ago and 50 cents more since January 1st. Is it just a matter of supply and demand because of the Colonial Pipeline cyber hack or... What do you think? You know, it's demand primarily or the the uh, concern for a lack of demand. They're trying to keep a balance. The uh, pumps aren't all working. They don't have that many rigs working. So they still are holding the line on that a little bit. Prices have gone up normally because of that. We're headed into a busy uh, summer season. And then we get the Colonial Pipeline issue, which really isn't an issue just yet though there are many gas stations, I'm sure, uh, and a lot of different areas using that as a little bit of an excuse to get some prices up, maybe. But uh, the Colonial Pipeline, they're expected, they've got some of the pipeline up and running right now, and they're expecting by Friday to have it resolved. And they had about a four-day supply and beyond gasoline, Dan, consumers are now paying more for their groceries and other items. So do you expect inflation to yeah. continue to rise yeah. or cool off? Oh, I think inflation is going to continue to rise throughout the year. Gary, at the end of this year, I would be surprised if we're, if we're not at at least 3% or better on inflation. It's going to rise very, very quickly. And I think it's going to continue to go up through the first half of next year, and then it's going to be very iffy because if they don't get it in control, under control now, and it gets all the way past the first quarter of next year, then they could have a real problem on their hands. And I say they, I'm talking about the Federal Reserve in trying to get that in check. And the March report, of course, was good. Economic growth of 6.5% expected for the year. Big jump in jobs. We thought the economy was bouncing back, taking off. But now for April, only about 250,000 jobs were added. A million were expected. What's going on, Dan? It's all about unemployment. And if the federal government doesn't stop with the subsidy on unemployment, we already have several sta states, Montana, Mississippi, a couple others that say, and they're stopping theirs. They, they've got to incentivize now people to go back to work. And that's that's all that we need to do. That is the problem. That's why we had such a poor job numbers, because they just can't seem to incentivize people to get back to work. But they got to stop all the unemployment. That'll do it. That'll help that in dramatic fashion. I don't think it's going to do a lot for inflation, not even for uh, gasoline prices, but it's going to certainly um, help the economy a little bit. Oh, I, I saw a report that jobless people in the state of Washington are earning, on average, more than 41000 annually in unemployment benefits. Other states in the low to mid-30,000 range, I guess it pays to stay home, or maybe this is happening because many parents are still being forced to stay home with their children because classrooms in many places remain shut. So what do we have to do, Dan, to experience lasting, sustained economic growth? 
Well, first of all, we have to have real economic growth. Right now, what we are doing, we saw this GDP number that was pretty amazing. That's meaningless compared to the fact that we had almost a year with no GDP growth. So there's a lot of, we can count everything that we're seeing. You know, we might as well throw that into 2020 because it's gonna be a while before we just get caught up to some sort of normal average on a monthly basis in GDP growth. So we've got, in order to have sustainable growth, we've gotta have people working, we've gotta have companies opening up and people spending money. And if people are gonna spend money, they gotta have jobs, they gotta get back to work. We can't have $40,000 a year on unemployment benefits. So we've got to see real productivity, real growth, real people getting back to work and earning. But here's the problem, Gary. The window is short. It's only open for a short amount of time. If we don't take advantage of the window to create growth and productivity now by getting people back to work to fill those 8.2 million jobs that are open, that we're going to reach a point where we're, it's too late because we're going to see inflation come in and who knows what's going to happen with a pandemic and we're going to see more and more people dependent upon the government creating more and more problems. And now we've got business sentiment, not consumer sentiment, but then we'll have business sentiment discouraged and really struggling to want to spend money to get people hired. Okay, it's all about productivity and getting people back to work. Dan Celia, financial issues expert extraordinaire, national radio and TV host. Thank you, Dan, for being with us again. We appreciate you. Gary, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me.